Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. we got a great lineup today. We've got my good old buddy, Frank Cox. He's the smoker builder guy. Welcome yeah. to the show, Frankie. Thanks. I'm glad to be back in the studio again. Good Lord, it's been, I don't even know how long. <laughs> well, you haven't lost your radio voice, so I think oh, you're no. in great shape. Well, Daryl. Yes. Real estate business still going hot and heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're keeping busy, you know. Uh, what we have in, you know, the areas here in Missouri, it's a big demand for it. So COVID hadn't been a big effect at all. People want to social distance on their own 100 acres or 300 or whatever they're looking at. So it's actually been strong. Um, you know, we got people, they're in the city, and it's a totally different uh, lifestyle than what they're coming down here to. So uh, they want to get out of that, and, and we have a product that they like. So... You know, we're thinking about maybe throwing a smoker in for every hundred acres we sell. <laughs> yeah, we got all kinds. So one of my favorite ones we built this last, uh, oh shoot, we built it in January, I believe. I can't remember exactly, but it's a sausage cooker we call the meat missile. Oh, cool. The, meat. It's a, uh, the, reason the we meat call, missile. <laughs> the reason we call it that is because we took a 250-gallon propane tank and stood, stood it up vertically on its end and it looks like a rocket is what it looks like we, we and it's it. an old propane tank yeah yeah mm-hmm. wow that's uh, cool. you should have called him oscar Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we hang sausage in it summer sausage and stuff and uh, really? boudin and you know you don't cook boudin oh, in it but boudin. you put a little bit of smoke on it yeah. sounds great yeah. sound me like a great place to hang yeah. deer sausage yeah oh yeah totally yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where do you get, do you make your own boudin then, or where do you get that? Actually, my buddy Forrester came up with the recipe. If you remember, okay. we used to talk about him yeah, all yeah, the time yeah, on yeah. the radio show. For uh, sure. He's local conservation agent, and uh, yeah. Forrester. Anyway, uh, he came up with the recipe that, uh, of course, the funny story is, is he was, <clears throat> we we do those uh, those hog killings every year, you sure. know, with our buddy Jim up there. And he was saving the the pig livers because you got to put pig liver in that. And he was saving those mm-hmm. for years and years and years. It was one of those gonna do things, you know. <laughs> well, we finally gonna do it, and we did it. You <laughs> did it. <laughs> so, and it was good. I got some in the fridge. Well, there was more than shop. pig livers. I'm hoping. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, that's just one of the main ingredients. <laughs> Every time I go hunting Louisiana, I've been down there gator hunting a bunch of times, and I love it down there. And I always, you know, you get into that, and you you want to bring it back, but you can't. I never know where to get it up mm-hmm. in this area. Yeah. Is there anywhere that we can buy it or do we got to save pig livers um no it? you got to kind of make it uh there's yeah. a, there's a place online you can order it i can't remember the name of the place but it's out of louisiana yeah. um there's they got all kinds they got they make it with gator and everything else down there hey bill uh, when i'd go gator hunting down there the guy I went with on five thousand acres of blast i've been with him several times became really good friends and he called me a, a dang yankee i go well what why am i a dang yankee he goes well you're a yankee just because where you're from you know you're way north of me right. he goes but a dang yankee's one that comes down here and they hunt with us and they just won't go home <laughs> he goes so you're, you're a little worse than a yankee you're a dang yankee goes, get on back up to missouri but every time i hunt with scott down there i mean you know the what state's that in louisiana louisiana yeah, yeah. right in cameron yeah. parish and it's are they uh, cajuns oh yeah he's uh 
<laughs> he's great, though. I mean, you go down there and you I think Frank's those, a Cajun. <laughs> I think I was in my my previous life. Frank, <laughs> Frank the really Cajun Cox. That. Yeah, yeah, I really like it. Yeah. Frank the Cajun. <laughs> you bet. That sounds like an awesome trip. Uh, you don't have to worry about getting eaten by the gators do you oh yeah this guy used to wrestle oh, yeah. gators so he'd jump out of the boat and wrestle well he used to do that at the fair and everything he's wild as can be and you're not running like the big um you know they, these are saltwater flat marshes so oh, yeah you're not out like with the big cypress trees and all but it was a blast we he'd get the first year i went he had 72 gator tags and wow. the way 72 he, and the way it worked he had to take 72 gators on the, his acreage and we would we would pay him to hunt and then we'd help, but we had to harvest all of them. So we're pulling them in the boat, and we're, you know, harvesting all the gators. And then at the end of the, it was a three-day deal. And at the end of the hunt, we'd take them to the market, sell the meat, sell the hides, everything. He made almost, this is back in 1995, he made like 25 grand off everything off that first hunt. And then wow. I'm sitting there going... Well, I must be stupid. I just paid this man to hunt with him to haul all of his gators in so that he can resell them and make a fortune. But well, he, he fed me really good, and that was all inclusive. Well, he, I tell he's a very smart fellow. He he played you big time. He rattled your cage right off the bat because you a dang Yankee, you know, so that's all you can think about. Well, he called me. It wasn't until the end of the last day, you know. Yeah. He really likes getting us guys down there, and he'll be like, get in the water, and he'll have one on – they have them on a line, you know. They yeah. use, like, blackbirds and a hook and 100-yard line. And I mean, we've been standing on them. He likes to have them, like, shoot through your legs. So, oh, yeah, that it, sounds exciting. It scares the world out of you if you're not used to that. But they're, they're no – they don't really bite you very much. I mean, Very I, much. How much, John, how much does it take for, for a gator bite to do you damage? I wouldn't think it'd take very much at all. Me either. <laughs> Those teeth look sharp. So, Bill, you haven't been to my house, but I got a couple really nice mounts from down there. Yeah, we got one 10-plus foot gator I mounted, full mount. A whole 10-and-a-half-foot gator mm-hmm. hanging wow. on the wall? Wow. Well, it's on the floor. Yeah, I got a mounted taking a deer down. It's pretty cool. You don't sleepwalk, do you? I have. <laughs> yeah. I have, yeah. It's kind of scary in my house. You know, you bring your little kids over, they'll be like, what in the world is that? It's a gator on the floor. Oh, man. <laughs> Boy, that's but awful. anyway, what kind of smoker do I need for gator meat? I mean, and, oh, well, just, one at least ten and a half foot long. Yeah, well, it'd be a big smoker. <laughs> just depends on how big a one you want to do. Like you see those guys that do, uh, you know, usually about a four footer, something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You know, three or four footer. Uh, you could do that with something like a, you know, just a sixty-inch long pit. You know, uh, okay. offset. You know, you typically see them on an offset or a reversible smoker or something like that. And, uh, you know, they'll skin them, of course. They'll skin them all down. I don't know a lot about prep on that, but they like to do them head on. Right. You know, that's all show. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> but, would, uh, that would be cool. That yeah, would be really yeah. Cool. It's, it's amazing to watch. You see a lot of these guys try to wrap them in bacon. I think that's a bit overkill, but, you know, you yeah. got to keep some fat on them, you know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't paying real close attention there. I, I tend to doze off sometimes, you know, at my age. But did you say something about gator heads on the grill? Yeah, yeah, they leave the head leave on. It, just it's like, like a, a hog. Like yeah, just, yeah a, that's what I was thinking. Hole. A full yeah. hog, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Mouth well, open? What uh, you could put an apple in here. A lot of guys put a chicken in his mouth. Put a whole a chicken, chicken yeah. in Now that's mouth, a good you know, idea. And, well, at least not a human being. That's yeah. my, my <laughs> concern. Hey, Bill, we could put a turducken in his mouth. There, now, listen, I'm telling you right now, <laughs> turducken, if you never had one. It's the best. I'm just saying, I I don't even know words to describe it. Turducken is amazing. Do you know what a turducken is, Bill? Uh, I think you've told me, but for the listener's sake, explain so, it to them. So a turducken is where they take and uh, debone a chicken, and they, they debone a duck, 
and then they stuff those inside of a deboned turkey. The turkey is the awesome part because they, they literally debone it from the inside out without cutting the turkey. So you have what looks like a full turkey with his leg bones and his wing bones still in, but all his breast cavity and everything and his backbones and all of that has been yanked out of him. John, are they making this up? No, no, for real. <laughs> like, like, no, this is real. I tell you, you could get one local down in uh, in St. Robert down there at uh, Tom's Meat Market, I think is what it was called back in the day. I had them boys make one up for me, and they make them, you know, and, and I didn't know that they had stuffing in it, too. <laughs> so I put that sucker on the drum smoker, and I, I cooked it up. <laughs> And I mean, nothing was rendering fat and juice, and I just never seen anything like it. And then I pulled, it was the first one I ever cooked. And then, um, so you try to save all that. But then uh, I took that thing off and sliced it, and I didn't know what that was in, in between the, the chicken and the duck. It, it just looked weird. And so I took a bite, and I was like, that's stuffing. I'll be dang. This I had no idea. How, did it turn out okay? Oh, my gosh, dude. The gravy on oh, that, that, when, you, when you separate. If you separate the the juice and the fat and make gravy out of that, make a good roux and make up to oh my gosh, John, you're gonna have to clean right. the microphones after this is over. I'm swabbing on my microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, hey, we're gonna make him cook some cake. Hey, we're stuff gonna now. we're gonna make a date before he gets out of here. I'm telling you, or he's not leaving the studio. So. <laughs> no doubt, <laughs> it was probably one of the single best things I ever cooked on a smoker. I'll tell you. Well. Of course, I'm going to gouge you in a second session. I'm, I've saved this up. You're really going to get it now. Okay. I've heard about this. <laughs> hey, guys, we're just having way too much fun here. We should charge admission. Frank Cox, smokerbuilder.com. Yeah. Yes. Still got that website, huh? Yes. Well, we got a bunch. You know, the main one there is smokerbuilder.com. Um, on that website, there's a forum. Uh, the mission there is we teach people how to build their own smoker. That's how we do it. Really? Is that and dangerous? No, not really. <laughs> I'll just, you know, <laughs> drop metal on your foot, blow yourself up, but, you know, no big deal. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, knew, I knew there'd be a few ifs in there. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah, we teach people how to build smokers, and then uh, the way it works is we have what we call the three Ds. The We have the, the entry level, which is do it yourself, you know, just get in there and figure it out and do it yourself. And uh, we provide plans and parts and all the things you need in order to get in there and do it yourself. And then we have the done with us level of our business, which is where you come in and you can learn how to do it. Like we have mm -hmm. online training, we have uh, all of our videos and everything we do. We have a, a Smoker Builder University, which is the Build With Us online course wow. that you can cool. take, learning how to weld, learning how to build a pit and all that. And then we have the other D, which it's is just do it farming. Do it for you. That's right. And then uh, we I like can, that we option. Can build you whatever you want. Do it, do it yeah. for me, please. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's how Smoker Builder set up. Well, and so then, you got everybody covered. We do. Yeah, we've been working at it since about. Well, Tom and I started about 2007. We met on an online forum. 2010, we uh, started SmokerBuilder.com. Myself, Tom, and a few other guys. And uh, you know, 2012, 2014, we was in full production. So. Wow. And uh, here we are. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I got to kick your shins a little bit. You know, yeah. you used to be located in St. James. I did. And me being a great food connoisseur that I am, <laughs> I could smell it six miles away at my you house. Down there, yeah, you yeah did these guys were always cooking. So yeah. I'd kind of slide in there. Mm -hmm. once in a while i wasn't above begging either you know well, food what's, what's going on you fellas was yeah. it one of those deals? Yeah, i just thought yeah. i'd stop by yeah 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 you could always see the smoke rolling yeah absolutely <laughs> and these guys just i mean it wasn't just you know an afternoon cook off for 
a meal that evening. These guys cooked breakfast quite often. Oh, yeah. We, uh, every what, Thursday. What was a dish you cooked in back well, then? Well, that's a disco is what yeah. we call it, but it's actually a plow disc off a tractor. So we take a <laughs> we take a plow disc. I got some and, broken equipment. I'm going to see what you can make out of it. <laughs> I got a bunch of those, yeah. <laughs> so repurposing is a big part of barbecue, you know. You repurpose Absolutely. all the things you have laying around. And I didn't make this up. There's an old boy down in Mexico. We called him Kill Switch because everybody on the, <laughs> on the forums have to have a really cool name, you know. And yeah. his name was Quil- Kill Switch, and he introduced us to the disco. And uh, what that is actually called is a discada. Discada. And you make them out of plow discs or what they used to be made out of, but it's basically just a southwest version of a, of a walk. Right. You know, oh, like okay. to cook fajitas yeah. stuff yeah. in. And we made a thing in that called Dirty Eggs. And we only called them dirty because it's being cooked in a plow disc. <laughs> so, but Dirty Eggs is I was, just... I was wondering what that red stuff was. That good old red Ozark soil. That's right. <laughs> so on that plow mm-hmm. disc, Frank, is it uh, like, I mean, most of the time they're older and they're rusty. Yeah. What do you, how do you build one So of a lot of times we would actually buy them. You know, uh-huh. on the rare occasion we would get like, you know, when, when somebody's changing out all the discs on their tractor, they bring right. one up, you know, or whatever, drop it off, sandblast. Grind hit with a grinder, you know, and make one out of it. It's just basically handles and a little rim around it, and you're in business. You, know? you just throw it on the grill, yeah. then, or what? you could do it. Um, I I have a little I, on one of mine. I made I made it specifically for doing on my uh, offset, mm-hmm. and I put a, a stand underneath of the disc in the middle. Okay, that way it'll sit up vertically. But you know they got that disc shape to them, so you kind of use. Like you'll see my turkey deep fryers, I always cut them little ribs, the, the, you know, the gussets that are in the middle of that. I always cut those out because my disc sits in there better. Ah, <laughs> this guy's quite the inventor. But I, I, I got to one-up you here. You know, okay. I, I'm a bit of an inventor myself. I was out at Jim DePardo's Lake Fishing several years ago, and uh, Jim was with me, and that's always a, a carnival, you know, <laughs> yeah. when Jim comes along. But we managed, we got into these huge bluegill, man. I just couldn't stand it. Jim will usually throw things back in, you know, but I had to cook some of those things up. And he was hungry, too. I'd kept oh, yeah. him out there long enough. So he decided he'd eat a few fish, too. He said, you got stuff to cook these fish in? I said, no, I don't even have anything to clean them with, but surely we can get this done, you know. <laughs> and there's no junk bottle over there not too far. And I went and dug around, and I found some old mason jar lids. I took one of them, sharpened that rascal on a rock, scaled them, gutted Oh, yeah. Beheaded the fish, you know, and got them cleaned up, ready to cook. He said, well, where are you going to cook and cook them in? I went back to the junk pile, and I found a old Ford hubcap. It's just like a little <laughs> boat. And it was oh, pretty yeah. good shape. Yeah. yeah. So he had a grill down there. We built a little fire through the hot uh, hubcap on there and just put a little water in there that's all i had yeah. you know just kind of steamed those fish a little bit we had fish on the lake bank. That, you can't beat that no. Hub, yeah. hubcap fish yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you know I, I and i have written recipes for now this now i don't care so much about the recipes you know you do it a lot of different ways but it has to be a ford hubcap <laughs> al morgan i hope you're listening <laughs> Yeah. Any other make just won't do the fish. Oh, right. no, it'll pour it. Right on. But back to Smoker Builder, yeah. you got some great things going over yep. there. And, and could a guy sneak in the back door over there? You still cooking pretty often? Oh, yeah. You, I'm getting skinny. So a so little, little hint, you know, it's just Tom and I there in the building. You know, we have other employees, but they don't work at the building. And uh-huh. uh, anyway, so when you come up there, if that top door is locked, usually the shipping and receiving door is open. And you can uh-huh. just kind of peek on in there and we'll 
get to talking about barbecue or whatever, sell you a pit for you leave. I'm, I'm not coming out where to talk. I'm coming out where to eat, man. Yeah, you, you, well, we, we talk, always say. We talk after we eat. Well, we always say if, you see, if you're driving by and you see smoke rolling, stop. Uh-huh. Because one of two things is going on. Either we're cooking or the building's on fire. <laughs> it could be either one. So just either way, just stop. Well, just I stop. got a good excuse to come over. My, my veterinarian is right down the hill from you and my cat's overdue so i may be showing up pretty soon <laughs> frank i do have a question yes, the guy's sir. looking to get one of your smokers i mean mm-hmm. what what is it that they're looking for mm-hmm. i mean especially if you've never really got into that heavy which i know you do and um you know we used to listen to the show all the time me and my wife and and mm-hmm. but the smoking side of it we never really got into so what do you what would you look for so in your first smoker that's a great question um so we always, like Spearman taught me back when on the radio show, he, he said, you know, the military, we always start at the, at the finished result product that we want and work backwards. So I would recommend that you start thinking about what kind of food do you want to cook, mm-hmm. how much food do you want to cook, how often do you want to cook, and then go backwards from there because you're going to start asking yourself questions like what kind of fuel do I have readily accessible, wood, pellets, charcoal, sure, and then keep working yourself backwards until you decide that, well, a stick burner works best for me, and I kind of want it to be – you know, big enough to roll in, around the house, like a 24 diameter, 48 inch long sounds like a giant pit for your backyard, but for, uh, for cooking a lot of food, it's pretty small actually. So, but that okay. pit weighs about 1600 pounds. Oh my gosh. So, really? yeah. well, if we build it, <laughs> so, sure, sure. I got a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you may not be too practical for moving that thing around the house, right. you know, sure. so we kind of take into consideration some of those options. I'm going to have to reinforce my deck. I yeah. <laughs> so, so something like if you're cooking a brisket, just let, let's right. say that you're just cooking for your family or maybe a small group of friends, and you're going to do a brisket for this weekend for Sunday dinner or something. And, uh, you know, you really could cook that on a pretty small cooker. You know, something sure. like a, uh, uh, you know, 20 diameter, 36 long is plenty cooker for that, you mm-hmm. know. And you could do an offset using that, or one of our other ones that we love is these drum smokers. Bill's had one for a lot of years. Oh, love it! And but, then them barrels are fifty-five gallon drums, and we buy them brand new. You don't have to worry about no contaminants or nothing in them. Okay, exactly. Cool. Exactly. And, I got uh, to tell you, give you one serious tip though. Put a sign on whatever you buy from Frank. Do not touch. Don't touch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will it get uh, real hot or something? No, <laughs> no. Frank had, want to take it. had fixed this. Oh, beautiful. All these decals on it. I mean, it was paint a job. And... paint job, work of art. Just got it home, and Diane and I had left for the weekend. Well, there were a couple boys left at the house. Uh, they didn't understand what a smoker was. And I come home. <laughs> it's sitting on the front porch, and it really looks sad. All the paint had slid down the side. Decals are laying on the concrete. These boys had... They were going to roast something, I guess. They yep. built a huge fire in that yeah. smoker. It's, you know? oh. it's not a grill. It's, it's a, not. A, it's a smoker. Yeah. <laughs> but I had more fun out of that. I explained to these boys that this uh, $750 smoker, I'm up to price a little bit, Frank, for effect, you know, there that you th- this was a loaned item, that I had not purchased this. <laughs> and I said, uh, boys, perhaps you guys need to stop by and talk to Mr. Cox. Uh, he probably has... 10,000 acres of rocks that you can pick up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I let them sweat for about two weeks. Before. I, kept, I kept gals, the boys, have you ever gone 
by to see Frank to make arrangements to somehow pay for this almost thousand. It's up to a thousand dollars now. Thousand dollar smoker, you There's know. Ten thousand dollar smoker, boys. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I never seen two boys sweat so much. And finally, Diane got on me, made me fess up and tell the truth. You know. <laughs> but Frank did repaint yeah, it for yeah, you. Yeah. I got to hand it to him. He, yeah. boy, I was oh, I was sad, man. My beautiful cooker. Yeah, the drum cookers. You got to be careful because if you ever seen rocket stoves, you know a lot of your listeners being in outdoors i'm sure they've heard of them and and uh you know you get that chimney effect going with that barrel then fires way down in the bottom of it and Mm -hmm. it can i've seen flames six foot tall coming out oh my god you just you just gotta keep the lid closed (laughs) if you're looking you ain't cooking that's how much do those weigh those barrel ones so the empty barrel the empty barrel that we use now is 52 pounds before we do anything to it by the time it's done it weighs about 160 to 180 pounds okay we got little dolly carts and stuff like that that we manufacture just for these to well, roll man, around. Well, man, I must have built up some muscle. I'll roll mine around <laughs> well, pretty good. Back in the day, they weren't that heavy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, new Deal, I see. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Frank Cox has always got a new, new Deal. You can count on that. This guy's, I don't think he ever sleeps. He's an innovator supreme. What that's we for sure. Eight days a week, eight to late. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think you're doing it, man. I'm Bill Cooper with Living the Dreams Outdoors. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and the Fly Rod Journals. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast, as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.